This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. We are so close to the end of the year. Oh, my gosh. How many days away is Christmas? Sorry. I know. We're so close. Ten days and uh, we're Christmas Eve and, uh, you know, what, 15 days we're at the end of the year. It's hard to believe. You know, in in March, if you remember, March and April. You didn't even say who you are, by the way. Oh. I will. Uh, March and April <laughs> went so slow, and now we're just speeding up. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. <laughs> I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in uh, almost said Phoenix right then. I'm in <laughs> Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December fourteenth, episode twenty five seventy nine. Brought to you today by Kamen Equine. Happy uh, yesterday was Day of the Horse. Happy Day of the Horse yesterday. Good morning, horse people. Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming, and I know I'm going home. Snowflakes are falling, my old homes are Did you see the SNL bit I posted this morning? No, but we got snowflakes falling, so... Yeah, well, you got to check out the SNL bit. It was from this week's show, and uh, it it was so funny. It's a parody of every horse movie ever made. (gasps) Uh -uh. It's called Tiny Horse, and I I posted on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. Go check it out. It is hilarious, and it is truly a parody. I'd play it, but you need to see the visuals of this one. You don't want to ruin it for us. No, you need to see the visuals. The song will stick in your head, but oh my God, it's hilarious. And it it truly is a parody of every horse horse movie ever made, except they use the son instead of a daughter. It was did hilarious. They, did they, was it inspired by the new Black Beauty that I still haven't watched that I'm going to watch this week, I promise? That's your assignment because everybody's wondering what you're going to, they know what I'm going to say about it. They want to know what you're going to say about it because everybody has gone in with trepidation and come out saying, oh, I cry and it wasn't a bad movie. You know, nobody said it was a great movie, but everybody came out saying, oh, it wasn't a bad movie. Uh, I don't know if I, that inspired it, but it was hilarious. You got to watch it. I sat it. down to watch it yesterday and I sat there and... um it was right next to Secretariat on Disney Plus. And so I was like, <laughs> I need to watch Secretariat. It's snowing outside. And then you want to talk about crying. I cry like every five minutes in that movie and it's not even sad. Are you watching Mandalorian? No. You're not? Okay. I am not I'm I'm a I'm not a Star Wars person. I know. Oh we hold on. Everybody don't get mad because <laughs> yeah, I love me some hate Star Trek. Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com is where you send the hate mail. The next generation spoke to me. Captain Picard was my best friend. Num- Commander Riker. Come on. I mean, those are my guys. So I wasn't really a star. So then like this whole, whatever. I'm, uh, 
I'm an Avengers person. Does that help? I like <laughs> that helps. That redeems some I'm of just, your sci-fi cred. I know, but I just haven't really done the Star Like, I tried to sit down and watch Star Wars with Lucas, and there's so much who works for what company and why everybody, these guys are bad. And is it, trying to sit down and explain it to a seven-year-old is hard. And I saw it when I was seven, and I didn't get it. <laughs> well, Mandalorian, obviously, is hugely popular. It's probably one yes, of the most popular series. he likes that because of Baby Yoda. He and Chad watch that. Yeah, well, I, I want to know. You know enough about it to know. I want to know how the stormtroopers in their plastic outfits, which are supposed to be armor, how is it you can shoot the stormtrooper in their armor and they all die? What there, good is the armor? That is not question number one, I would think. Like, there's so many, many questions. Yeah, and about. the other question is, why can't the stormtroopers shoot? You would think they would have some training in shooting, right? And they miss <laughs> everything every time. And yet the, the other guys, the good guys, hit them every time in their plastic armor, which doesn't do any good. I so. mean, one little laser light beam and the thing is taken down. I know. <laughs> Just teach them to shoot, for God's sake. I, to be honest, I never knew that there were people inside those plastic outfits until that one movie where the guy took his the the newer Star Wars where the guy took his mask off. off. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, those are people? I thought they were robots, Glenn. I always, my entire life have until Flynn, what is that his name? Finn, yeah, Finn. took his face mask off and I was like, oh, those are people? Like I was I was like 40. Okay, when I send your that. email to Jennifer who was reading whatever. You know, what, send it to me cuz I love more explanation of all of this. I'm sorry I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, was shocked. I'm lukewarm. Uh, this that we're really going to get emails now. I'm Luke, we're both lukewarm on the whole uh Mandalorian series. It's just so Jennifer? slow. Oh yeah. yeah, we're both lukewarm on it. I I've heard that. I've heard that from some other people, but you it's know. very Western. They're taking it off of Westerns and it's very Western like. But it just seems forever taking forever to one to fly any place. Just takes forever. To walk anywhere <laughs> takes forever. It just takes forever to go places. It's like, oh man, this is just awful. It's like people that are listening to our podcast on one and a half times speed. Yes, exactly. Whether they know it or not. Exactly. Just do that. It likes it takes us forever to mention a horse. Although I did mention SNL and Tiny Horse earlier. Okay, so we're, we're going to talk about horses in a second because I I got a delivery. Actually, I went and picked him up and uh, we got to talk about it. All right. We good. And we have Caitlin Gooch coming on. She has a program called Saddle Up and Read. It's an amazing She's program out of North Carolina. Oh and uh, also, we have some horsey news and some equestrian first world problems. We also have Deanne joining us from uh, Horse Nation. And all I got from Deanne this morning... This is so funny. She said, um, she said, I don't really have much to talk about today. Don't have a link, but ask me about my latest way my horse tried to kill himself or why we ended up with two Christmas trees. I want to know about both of those. So so we're going to talk yeah. to the end later on from Horse Nation as well. But first, it's Daily Winnie time. I don't have any birthdays today. So uh, I'm going to just uh, give a shout there out. There were birthdays yesterday. I think you should. Yeah, know. no, I did them on Friday. I do the weekends on Friday. So <gasps> oh, I don't have any today. New auditors, Jessica Gross and Audrey Wopler. Wopler. I'm going with that. Uh, also, no welcome to the group. And if you haven't joined the Facebook page, it's HRN Auditors. Just search for that. You'll find it. And, ask and Audrey, um, just so you know, 
Congratulations. Wolper. He mispronounced Wolper. your name. I'm going Wolper now. I've changed it. <laughs> wow. You didn't uh, add an extra L. Just know it's a badge of honor. And uh, that goes for these names too. Increased pledges uh, this week. And we want to thank everybody who increased That's their so pledges. Nice. Aaron Grogan, Jacqueline Prabula, Aaron Grogan, Aaron Grogan, and Karina Grader. So... Uh, thank you to all of oh, you guys God. who increased your pledges right before Christmas. I don't Jamie know got why a raise. You do that. <laughs> because he can't even say your name right. No, I okay. can't. I'm just going to go to first names. Remember when I used to just, just do first names? Maybe that's what I should go back to. I'd be much better at that. This is a really cool story. And if you go to bloodhorse.com, you can see a picture of this mare. Oh, my God. Her name is Sudashi, and she won the Hanshin Juvenile Phillies at the Hanshin Racecourse. She's two years old in Japan, and she is the first officially all-white horse to win a grade one Japanese race. I mean, she's like all-white. White. Like white, white, white. I don't think, I don't, I can't she see. She blinded picture. the other horses and they couldn't pass her. Is she yeah. albino? Like, does she have like, I guess if it was albino, they would say albino. But um, I can't see her eyes because she wears blinkers. So I can't see in their pink eyes. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, she has really, really been crushing it. And you can actually, if you just go and look up Sadashi on YouTube, you can see the video. She's a daughter of Kurofune out of the... Black on white mare, Buchiko. <laughs> I'm glad you had those. Sodashi. You wouldn't even know. And uh, so anyway, it was really, really cool. Go watch this race. This is, it's, it's, it's so white. It's just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm triggered. Okay. <laughs> but it's really cool. She really stands out. All right. Very good. Well, you know, we, I wanted to just remind everybody, you only have a few days left to order your H&RN merchandise if you want to get it for Christmas, which is coming up the end of next week. So you're going to have to get it in, in the next couple of days. Go to horseradionetwork.com slash gifts, and you'll find both links, either for the embroidered merchandise, which you're really going to have to get in the next couple of days, or the screen printed stuff. And don't forget, we have HRN screen printed stuff. Uh, we have horses in the morning, screen printed embroidered stuff, and we also have screen printed stuff that says on it, that's your cue. Oh, well, it doesn't just say something. It's more of a feel, you know, it's, it, it does say something, but it's, it's an emotional thing. It's pretty much a picture of Zeus from the butt and he's turning around looking at you with his big crusty neck and white blaze. And it says, gal, that dollar sign hashtag exclamation point t that's right Yell that sh- <laughs> and i ordered some of the stuff and it came in yesterday it looks really good does it, it does oh, it looks really I'm good so i got some excited. of the stickers and uh, so yeah you can order stickers and sweatshirts and masks and all that kind of stuff i want to see the first person with a mask that says that that's what i want to see i want to see that person yeah i i i'm really excited like i said chad just asked me for the art. So I don't know what he's doing. I sent you that, by the planning. way. Yes, yeah, you did. Okay, I got good. it. And I sent it to him. So that was, he just was like, I just want that art. So I don't know what it is or what it means oh or what God. he's doing. But that's yeah. Be great. I really want him to wrap my car in it, my little beetle. That'd be so great. <laughs> 
Well, there was uh, award season is going on right now in all the different associations, but the FEI awards were a little different this year. I'm like, is it Oscar time Yes, that's right. It's Oscar time. (laughs) Uh, The FEI awards usually awards people who did really well during the year, but because this year so many writers can travel, they couldn't get out to shows, they decided that they were going to do a vote by FEI members, and you could vote online in five categories, and what you were doing is casting votes in each category for the last 10 years winners. So they put the last 10 years winners in a pot and you could vote for like the century, you know, uh, uh, winners, or I forget what they called it exactly, but you could vote for all the winners for the last 10 years, which one you wanted to be the 2020 winner. They had 55 nominees from 19 nations. The Ebony Horse Club got the FEI Sodality, or Solidarity Award, uh, and th- that was 10 years after receiving it the first time, so uh, they were happy to get that. The other four categories were won by uh, riders in what country? Jamie, what would you guess? One country won the other four. England. Germany. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you got Ingrid. Sorry. Yeah, Ingrid won Best Athlete for the second time. Uh, dressage rider Samik Rothenberger claimed victory in the category Rising Star. We had Carmen Thiemann, who worked uh, for Ingrid for, for the last tech, uh, two decades and was voted Best Groom. And then we had Dr. Angela Angelica Trebert, who received the FEI Against All Odds Award. Now, we met her, I believe, at the last World Equestrian Games. She was born without legs and has won six Paralympic medals and four at the FEI World Equestrian Games. She's also current para-athlete representative on the FEI Athletes Committee. So she, she deserved that, and she won overwhelmingly. So good job, all of them. But, of course, Germany dominates once again. Do you think it's because more German people voted? Oh, gosh. I I don't know. They're so good. (laughs) And one more I wanted to acknowledge, because we've met her, and I've got to hang out with her a bit, is Lucinda Green. And she was named Horse and Hound Lifetime Achievement Award for 2020. Now, Lucinda Lucinda is an eventer. Uh, She was 1982 world champion and twice European champion in 75 and 77. She's like one of the, she's a superhero. She is. I mean, she won world team gold, European golds, Olympic silver medal. And get this, she won badminton six times on six different horses. So, uh, you know, she is just a legend in the eventing world and still is out there doing her thing. She does clinics. She has a new program, too, uh, an online program for cross-country riding. So congratulations to Lucinda. I met her after drinking a bit, and she's a hoot. Oh, she was drinking or you were? Everybody was. (laughs) She was. She's a hoot. We had to take her out one night. It was raining and we were at the World Equestrian Games in 2010 and it was Samantha and I. And for some reason we had a golf cart or she did. Somebody did. And the parking lots in 2010 were miles from the park. And we took her in this golf cart in a pouring down rain out to her car and we couldn't find her car. It was something. It was something. She's just a hoot. She's, she's, She's a lot of fun. So congratulations to Lucinda as well. All right. And then the USEA had awards. We talked a little bit about that last week, and there was just all kinds of stuff going on. And one other mention is that the World Equestrian Center is now officially open. Their their first show is there. There were horse trailers over there, all kinds of horses. Jennifer and I are going to go over on Thursday. We'll do some videos and we'll talk about it on Friday. But it is it is open and it is running. 
So cool. I, I still think Jake's going to be there somewhere. Jacob is going to be there. So I'll, I'll make sure I find out where. Yeah, at least find out. Get, send me their information anyway. I could probably look them up. All right. Sounds good. Now, you talked about on Friday. Well, remind everybody what you talked about. So I went to Horse and Hound to get, I had to return Nottingham Sheriff, who is an amazing husband, safe or wife, safe trail horse. Somebody needs to go adopt him because he's amazing. Uh, Nottingham Sheriff. Anyway, so I was returning him because he is good to go. And I was there to pick up some, some more horses. And I ended up picking up two horses, um, that they're you know Abby's leaving town it is really cold the weather's supposed to be pretty terrible this week so I, I was like can I just take a little break till after Christmas and she had the the meet here at Remington is closed and she's really inundated with racehorses coming off the track so if you guys ever wanted to adopt now's the time so she had a bunch of new horses coming in and she had, when they first come in, she puts them in the barn because they don't have any winter coat or anything. So she, on the cold days, she has to keep them warm and we have all this bad weather. So she had these two amazing horses. And I said, well, why don't I take both of those and I'll let them just chill out here because they need two or three weeks or month off before they get to training. I've learned uh, they just need some decompression time. So I said, why don't I take those for you? I'll take them off your hands. And I brought them home and I had to call my husband and say, he's like, what horse did you get? I'm like, well, there's a couple. So I knew I was going to go look at these two horses and I was going to like, kind of like shop for myself with one of them. And I ended up bringing both of them home because they both need time off and they both need me. Let's be honest. So I bring the horses home. We've got a black one and a gray one. And uh, well, he's dark bay and dapple gray. So can I just say black and white? Yeah, that's good. Uh, that okay. <laughs> yeah. Dark bay and dapple gray. Like that seems snotty. So black and white. So the black one is, oh my gosh, confirmationally is amazing. He is a stunning mover. And the gray one is more like a, a huntery flattened mover, but is so sweet. Like, is that the one I saw a picture of you hugging it? Yes, he pressed his gun. This is the worst. This is the worst thing a horse can do to a girl is take their forehead and press it into your chest because there's some sort of like transferal of emotion and like, I don't know. It's like an energy transfer, blood karma. Even through Voodoo. 16 layers of winter clothing. <laughs> it's snowing. I mean, we're freezing to death. I've got a heated vest on. I'm like, all oh, it doesn't matter. He pushed his head into my chest and like went. <sighs> now, this is a three-year-old baby racehorse, Glenn. That should not happen. Now, this three-year-old baby racehorse does not have a name, and neither does the other one. Well, they have their racehorse name. So the black horse, his name is Fine mate and his that's sire his real is name? Australian. That's his registered name, racehorse Fine name, mate. Fine Mate. So Abby and I, we need this barn name. Barn name. Just call and him so, mate. Hello, mate. Good mate. mate. Just call him mate. Well, what we decided to do was think of like really hot Australian actors, which is really easy to do because there's a lot of them. Um, and so the, we, we're, which sure, Hemsworth was it then? <laughs> well, I said Liam because Chris, you know, I already had a Thor. Like, that's be too ridiculous. Um, but then we came up with the greatest name for this giant black sexy horse. His name is Heath. Like Heath Ledger. <laughs> Ugh. 
Uh, uh. I just showed her the Knight's Tale, and so I showed Abby a Knight's Tale. She has to catch up on all these movies she's never seen, and I showed her that. And she's like, "We should name up that guy in the Knight's Tale." And I was like, "Oh my God, it's Heath!" Yes. Did you post it on Heath's Twitter page that he is a horse named after him? Uh, no, no. Bless his heart. I'm, you know, God rest his soul. I was just I miss Heath Ledger every day, so it's a perfect like way to kind of you know honor him. So the other the the the, the gray horse, his name is Real of It. That doesn't make any Real sense. Real of it? Real of it. Real of it. Real of it. I don't know. It makes no sense. Uh, I'm sure somebody had a really good story, but <laughs> I don't know that story. So I know otherwise he needs a bird name. And um, it's, it's, I mean, especially after last night with him snuffling into my chest and pressing his head into me and changing Is some sort of like stupid squishy molecular, name? No, there's like a molecular connection uh-huh, that happens. So uh-huh. I just really think I can't nice. let him go. And so, you know, I suggest, I put a suggestion in the auditor's room for names for the gray horse. And oh my God, I got some awesome name suggestions. And Kayla came up with the name. You should call him captain. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about the Marvel thing. Everybody has a Marvel name, captain America. And then Chad's like, Steve, call him Steve, <laughs> like Steve Rogers. And I was like, I can't call him Steve. Like Chad's like, I really want a horse named Steve. Someday. Steve is a name for a draft horse. I was like, you know what? You can get your own damn horse and name him Steve. I'm not naming my horse. It Steve. is no offense the box to people. Steve, Steve, Joe. You know they're all the draft horse names. It's a draft horse yeah. name, you know, or Steve. Like I, I don't know. Anyway, so I just said let's let's keep thinking and guess who came up with the best name? Because Lucas said, call him Spider Man, and I'm like, oh yes, his name is Parker. <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> so Parker it is. Parker and Heath are in the barn. Parker and Heath. It sounds like a bad sitcom. <laughs> Parker and Heath. It might turn into a bad sitcom for all we know. <laughs> Parker and Heath coming to your neighborhood. It does Fridays sound like a bad at night. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So Parker and Heath. Parker is the gray one, and Heath is the black one. And they're both like, oh my gosh, they're both awesome. Like they're both super sweet. I just can't. I just can't believe that two two baby racehorses can be so. Cobb, I mean, I've had fifty five horses come through here, Glenn, and I. I mean, I. I you know, usually I put them right to work, so I haven't really had a lot of squishy time with them. So I think probably that's a big part of why I'm so enamored with these two. But and I kind of went with the idea of shopping for myself for Christmas. And um, speaking of the Christmas thing, Chad has said that I can pick one and Merry Christmas. And I was like, no, that's not how this works because I have to pay for it. <laughs> Because we we have training credit here. Like you, I was like, okay, you can you can credit yourself for one of these horses for Christmas, but you gotta really like make a bow and like make an effort. You can't just be like, like you can't just take one of the bows that came off a present. And I stick like it on how you pick what present he's getting you, and then you <laughs> dictate know. how he gives it to you. <laughs> I like that. I dictate how he gives it to me, but I didn't make him give me one of these horses for Christmas. Okay, so Chad did I know get off I easy there. That was, that was pretty good. He got off easy. 
Um, yeah. yeah, he still has to be married to me. So I think getting <laughs> Yeah, up okay, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch what you say. <laughs> hey, we need some help. We need some help of our listeners down under. One of okay. you volunteered to help with a project. And to be honest, we totally forgot about the project. So I think Andrew brought it up on the well, audio. you page. like almost died. So we... yeah, and eating was not something I really wanted to do uh, for the last couple of months, especially strange stuff that I knew wasn't going to taste good in the first place. So what was that? Months ago, we came. We the topic of Marmite and Vegemite came up, and I don't know. It was one of the oh, it was one of the news stories, weird news stories you brought or something. And then we discussed the fact that we had never tried it, and then everybody wanted and then us we to try it. A global war, yes, about what's better and which one is worse, and how you eat it, and what is disgusting, and what is delicious, and all the different ways. And it was like. Australia versus Great Britain. And like apparently people are telling us you, have, you need to have it on toast. So you need to have some bread on hand next week. Somebody's like, no, don't put it on toast. <laughs> you have to put it on this. Like all of these different ways that you can eat Marmite well, and Vegemite. We forgot about it totally, but we're good to our word. And I ordered it for both of us and it's being shipped by Amazon. And let me tell you, ordering each one of those by Amazon isn't cheap. But you're getting a jar of each, and we should have it by next Monday. We're going to be on the air next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in a rare event. Jamie's going to be here on a Tuesday, but it's just because then we're going to be off for a while. So one of those days we're going to do this, but we need to help. Somebody volunteered to come on the air and talk us through this, and it was somebody from, from either New Zealand or Australia, and I can't remember who. So I think we need a representative a from England as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if we have one of those, please come on the air with us, and we'll... Uh, We'll do the taste testing with, uh, then let you two battle it out. I'm sorry. Is there anything grosser than having these things for breakfast, or is that what people do? That's what people do. I'm getting heartburn thinking about it. Do, do you even eat toast? Maybe we should agree on we both have the same kind of bread, like plain white. Uh, I'm not bread. eating white bread. No, <laughs> I I can toast some sourdough. That's the only kind of toast I yeah, eat. Yeah, and I, I I make my own bread gluten free, so I'll have to have that. But uh, all right, well we'll taste yeah, that. That'll be next that. week. We'll give it a try. <laughs> all right, tell us about uh, Kevin, who I'm sure is proud to sponsor the show today. I'm sure they are. Well, you can grab a bucket and drill 20 holes in the bottom and fill it with water and see how far you can carry it before it's completely empty. Well, obviously, don't do that. It's a waste of time and a bucket. So you know how it ends with an empty bucket. But what you might not know is leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier. See, we're going to tie it back together. It's known as leaky gut syndrome, and it can result in various health and welfare problems. In fact, Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can alleviate the negative impacts of stress and help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption, and a positive attitude. Kemen is the industry leader in gut health solutions. For optimal gut health, ensure your feed includes Clostat and Beautipearl Z EQ from Kemen. And you can learn more at kemen.com slash leaky gut. Well, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we have Caitlin on with us, and she is, well, she has her own company called Saddle Up and Read, and she's doing good work in North Carolina, and we're going to find out what that's all about. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, thank you for having me this morning. It's so good to have you on. Now, you're you're doing something that's truly unique, but before we get to what you're doing, I want to talk about your Arabian horse whose name is Goat. How did an Arabian horse get the name of Goat. right a horse named goat so when i was a much younger girl in elementary school we were riding with a group 
of other equestrians on trail rides and stuff. And one of my dad's buddies, another equestrian on those trail rides, had a horse for sale. And my dad bought it for me. And her name was Goat already. And it stands for Goes Over Anything. Uh, and they named uh. her that because <laughs> of the trails, there wasn't anything that she wouldn't go over. So that's how she got named Goat. <laughs> so this horse is named Goat too? This is the same horse or a different horse? It's the same horse. Same horse. Okay. Very good. And you have a miniature horse named Man Man. You, I'm going to let you name all my horses from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a miniature horse named Man Man. And I didn't think about it at the time, but that is so funny because he is not a man <laughs> at all. <laughs> but he's so tiny. Is is it his his name is incredibly funny when you think about it. Man, man. <laughs> well, tell us about your program and what you're doing. And this actually brought some memories back for Jamie and I, because we had covered the, the program that happened back in the Depression times in, in, in Kentucky and, and the mountains of Appalachia. So tell us what you're doing. So I started a nonprofit called Saddle Up and Read. I started it in 2017 when I saw that the literacy rates were low in my area. But going further into the research, I learned that it wasn't just Wake County. It was in North Carolina. And then outside of North Carolina, it was just in the United States in general. And using my horses, I encourage kids to read because that's where it all starts. You know, we want the literacy rates to increase. So we have to get kids excited about reading. And last year in 2019, we finally became incorporated as a 501c3 nonprofit. But even before then, it's never stopped me from taking my horses out and allowing kids to come down to the barn to read to them or partnering with the library so that we can get kids excited about checking out books even, and then using that as an incentive to get them to the farm. So it's been a a wild, wild journey. (laughs) And I'm so happy that things are moving further along. Now, you'll drive hours to do this. Yes. So last, I think 2018, I actually drove two hours away. And that was one of my first times, believe it or not, pulling a horse trailer by myself. <laughs> um, for anyone who has not pulled a horse trailer, you don't want to be by yourself when you do it just because you never know what might happen. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was a little bit nervous, but I, I did drive about two hours. And uh, this upcoming Sunday, I'll be driving roughly three hours to take the horses and take some books and some toys to kids in Charlotte. Well, I'm I'm so impressed with what you're doing here. And obviously that you bring the horses along to get the kids' attention. Do do you then encourage them? Are you encouraging them to read horse books or what what are you doing? Any book? Oh, it's any book. And a lot of times I find that there are some kids who are like horse experts one-on-one because they have read every book there is about horses <laughs> and then there's some kids they just want to you know bring their pokemon or their comic books to read to the horses so i just let them choose any book because the the key thing is finding books that interest them because that's those are the books that they're going to read and you actually have them read to the horses right Yes, I do. And then for the kids that can't read, they make up stories. <laughs> they show the horses, the pictures. And it's so funny because 
if you're around horses, you know, sometimes horses do things where they really, it seems like they're listening to what you're saying, but so they do like these just natural mannerisms and the kids are like, oh my goodness. And they get so excited because they think the horse is like nodding along with the story and the horse probably just wants some hay or something. (laughs) And I know we've talked about this. Uh, We have uh, people come on once a month from Black Rains and we've talked about, you know, uh, about the number of African-American cowboys that have gone through history and how I know he he over there is trying to make sure that they're remembered. And there's been some books written recently about that. And I know that's one of your aims, too, is is to, you know, to get them recognized, to to not make sure they're not forgotten. Absolutely. There is a rich, a rich history. There is a rich history in Black equestrian, um, the culture in itself. I grew up around a lot of Black equestrians and and cowboys who are legends to me. Some of them have passed away, but they were legends to me. And to find that there are cowboys in, in the West and then and jockeys in race, um, horse racing, the horse racing industry, to find that it is so amazing to read about their stories. In Saddle Up and Read, we actually have a special library of books that feature those equestrians. And I love sharing that, but those books aren't geared towards kids. And so it's really hard to like, you know, give a a child a book that's as that's about as big or as thick as a horse's hoof and say, here, read this, you know? So I've broken it down for them in a coloring book that I recently launched. Oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. Tell us about that. Like what, what kind of coloring book? Cause I was asking, I was wondering, you know, you give these kids, these books, is there somebody to help them navigate, you know, the, the, the reading. So it sounds like you kind of do that as well. So when pre pandemic, when the kids could come out to the farm their their parents were with them. So a lot of the times you would see parents reading to their child, which is amazing because that is something else that we want because sometimes kids might not know how to pronounce a word and they might be a little bit timid to try um, just because they don't want to mess up. <laughs> that's, that's something that the horses help kids get over as well. It's okay to mess up and stumble. We're going to get it right and you can ask for help. Um, so we'll see parents reading to their kids. So I encourage that at home as well and read in 20 minutes a day. And then with the coloring book, it's called Color and Learn. It is the Black Equestrian Coloring Book. And it, this one, this is the first one, is Volume 1, Trailblazers. And so I go through about 12 cowboys in history. And I just say who they are and some of their accomplishments. And kids can actually color the pages. And I felt that was really important because some kids can't read, you know, but their parents can. And they mm-hmm. can, there's there's like simple text that they can read to them and they can explain. And then if they want to, they can look further in Google. But I, the future of Style Up and Read, I want to prove that this actually works. You know, that kids reading to horses helps increase their, their proficiency in reading and their literary skills. And to do that, <laughs> um, I had to put in a lot more work and, and find those people and parents who are willing to, to bring their kids in consistently. Because sometimes when I open up the doors to the farm or when I go out, I see those kids maybe once or twice. I, I want something where that's going to last long term and so that mm-hmm. they continue to come and we can make sure that they're getting the help they need. Yeah, yeah. Now, you also are a parent, correct? I am a mom of three girls. My (laughs) 
Good my, Lord. How, how old are they? My oldest just turned 10 today. I have a five-year-old and almost one-year-old. So they're all five years apart. Oh, my Well, happy gosh. birthday, Mama. <laughs> you deserve the happy birthday, not her. She, you, you did all the work. <laughs> well, I celebrated my birthday a few days ago on the tenth. Well, happy birthday to you too. <laughs> so, so you just thought, you know what? I finally got one walking and talking and able to dress themselves. Let's start over. <laughs> and then you did it again. Like, oh, let's just start over. And <laughs> even while I was pregnant, and oh my goodness, I I got extremely sick. I couldn't even. I couldn't teach lessons. I had to quit my job. Um, I was throwing up and. I couldn't even eat anything every single day up until I was five months. And even up until I was nine months pregnant, I was still out reading to kids. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. I, I mean, your, your 10 year old now must understand what you're doing and, and must be really, she must be really proud. Oh, she is this morning. She was, she asked me and she said, um, do we get to do the nonprofit? And I was like, of course you do. You get to do it. And one day she'll take over and her siblings and hopefully some of their friends or some of my cousins. I, I'd love to see Saddle Up and Read continue on until it's no longer needed because that is the goal. The goal is to close, help close the literacy gap. So I don't want Saddle Up and Read to be needed for the next hundred years, you know. You know, what you the way you talk, it reminds me of Dolly Parton and the the things that she has done for literacy in her town in Tennessee. Um, you, I mean, you're you're basically a pioneer. How can how can people help you? How can people give you books? Do you need more people, boots on the ground? Like, what do you need to to keep it going? I oh, I would love for someone to to drop off a storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> I posted um, a time lapse recently and we went through the horse trailer and the books in there, but sorting out everything. But the ultimate goal is to have an actual facility for Saddle Up and Read. So if someone can help gear us in that direction, that would be amazing. Or, you know, donate. We have a, a GoFundMe up right now. and We have ways to donate on the website at saddleupandread.org. Um, you can give books send in books. We have an Amazon wish list. I, I put things on the Amazon wish list that I just think, you know, one day we're going to need it. <laughs> um, so there was a dog leash on the, on the wish list. It's not for a dog. It's actually for the miniature horse, <laughs> <laughs> but um, those are ways to help. And if anyone is in the area, I'm in Wake County. A window is about 25 minutes from Raleigh please come out and help sort books. I reach out to local schools and sometimes the teachers ask for specific books. Like there's one teacher, she needs books about music. I have yet to find in our pal any books about music. Um, maybe that's because I just can't find it because we haven't sorted things specific enough. So if somebody could come and help us, you know, sort through those books. That way when teachers say, hey, do you have books about this? We can set them aside and they can come pick them up. So, yes. And if anyone wants to volunteer when we go out into the community to make sure that we keep um, everyone six feet apart and we go by those guidelines, that would be helpful as well. Well, I want you to know I found your fundraiser and the Horse Radio Network just donated right now. Oh, thank you. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a great cause. I would love to see branches of this, and I, you probably would too, all over the country. It would be it'd just be a wonderful thing. It, you know, it, it doesn't have to be exactly like you're doing it, but you know, the same the same mission, the same goals. 
Now, yeah. what what age books about music do you need? Because I just googled kids books about music. I'm about to send you some. So, what do you need? I, like, how old? She is. She said a mix between um, fourth and fifth graders. So it's definitely for elementary school kids. All right, we're gonna. Get, uh, there's lots of kids books about music. Next, you're gonna have a whole trailer <laughs> of just instruments. You're gonna be bringing around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I would love it and. It's so amazing just to see saddle up and redeveloping. When I first started this, I paid for everything from my pockets. I had a job that paid me $7.25 an hour (laughs) Um, on top of that and having horses. But I used to rent a U-Haul because I didn't have a truck. Um, And so I would rent a U-Haul. I would call people and say, hey, can I borrow your horse trailer? We just got a truck and a horse trailer this year. So now we're able to be mobile because right now I don't want people coming to the farm in groups because it's it's not safe and because we have borders. So I want to protect our borders as well. Um, Their families come with them sometimes. And I think it would just be a little too difficult if I tried to continue what we were doing in the midst of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, Caitlin, mm-hmm. you are amazing. This is the whole program's amazing. What you're doing is amazing. And we we at the Horse Radio Network just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and and keep on keeping on. Uh, Thank you so much and Merry Christmas. I, I can't wait to see Saddle Up and Read established in some other states, and that is soon to come. Saddle children up and who read, read. I love the quote on there. Children who read become adults who think. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. Appreciate it. All right. What an amazing woman. I mean, she was making $7.25 an hour when she started this with kids. This is unbelievable. (laughs) With kids. With kids. (laughs) You know, the thought of having three daughters is a full-time and a half job right there. Especially oh, all yeah. under 10. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of cash, EcoGold wants to give you some cash. Yeah, you heard that right. By placing an order at ecogold.ca from now until December 20th, you are automatically entered for a weekly draw to win $200 cash. EcoGold pads are engineered to keep the horses back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat and the ultra-thin flaps provide the rider with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles, shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. Now, you, some of our listeners complain because we only talk about English stuff and only advertise English stuff. They have Western pads, too. Ecogold.ca. And you'll find the information right on there about how to enter and the, about the contest. And now it's time. <laughs> That's right. Remember, if you have uh, an equestrian problem, it is first world because that's, you know, how we live. Uh, But these are really sad tales told by our auditors. And these are the things that they feel like they need to get off their chest and let us know about and let us share in their woes. Um, But if you want to submit uh, an equestrian first world problem, you should be an auditor. And Glenn, how do they do that? You just go to horseradionetwork.com on the right side of the page. It's the auditor banner. Click on that for as little as $3 a month. You too can play along. <laughs> you too can play along. And uh, poor Kaylee. This is actually, this is kind of a problem, but kind of a first world, but kind of not. But like, it's still a problem. And she says, I have loads of time to work my horses. 
But then I have to take my kids and they're four and five. <laughs> then you don't have loads of time. Yeah. There's there's no time when you have a four and five year old. Oh my gosh. Four is like right at the end of the age where they're just constantly trying to kill themselves. Like that it's a tough age. Three, two, Aren't three, they four. Really trying to kill themselves Oof. from day one, really? Well, yeah, but then when they're babies and they can't really move around, but like, like once they can move around, yeah, maybe one to six. (laughs) (laughs) And as teenagers, they're just trying to kill themselves in different ways. So exactly, exactly. Uh, Kind of like horses that way. It's very similar. So I don't know how you say you have time, bro. Uh, Tiana says we are supposedly supposed to get a good foot of snow Wednesday night into Thursday. Gross, but it's going to be after my usual Wednesday morning ride and I won't get back to the barn until Monday. And I love to ride in the first snow of the year. (sighs) Crazy. Hey, if you ride in the first snow of the year, can you let those of us who have horses know how to keep the ice balls from balling up in the feet? It's like a real discussion problem that I've been having with some people. Uh, Christina says, my boyfriend bought me a Bluetooth radio, but of course it's still on back order. So I still can't listen to HRN through my truck. (laughs) How much stuff is back ordered right now? Or like the the shipping is so slow. Lots. It's so slow. I mean, some of the things that are being shipped to us uh, from the post office just say delayed and there's no... No tracking, <laughs> just delayed. Yeah, just yeah, delayed. Just delayed. My, I, I was in the um auditor Christmas gift exchange, and I finally messaged her, and I was like, "Hi, have you got anything from me?" Because like, I feel like I feel like you should know by now, because I sent it three weeks ago, and it's in transit. <laughs> I finally tracked it in transit. <laughs> Um, Meta says my dressage instructor is finally able to travel to me again. Yay. So this morning I got a lesson on my big, sweet OTTB, but instead of being a big, sweet baby, he was a complete ass. <laughs> Can I throw um, my ma- first world problem in real quick? Oh, um, sure. In the middle here. My first world problem is somebody didn't post a video of her opening her present yet on the auditor room and the auditors are getting upset. Abby is working very and hard and it's to, up to her. They want it's me to fire fault. it, fire you unless you post that video. So, uh, so Y'all get Abby to chopping on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's waiting tables now. So she basically like goes to work at four and I don't see her till like 11 the next day. So I'll remind her sometime in the middle okay. of the day. Amanda says the post office. See, has a lost my auditor's secrets in a package as well as another package of mine. And I was so excited for the mail and it's already a week late. I wonder how many, I wonder how many secret Santas are lost this year worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I sent it. I promise. Yeah, sure. You did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, Hannah says I'm looking for a nice OTTB resale project, but all the nice ones are mares and I want a gelding. Uh, Hannah Papa Tango at horse and hound. Enough said. Uh, Sherry says, before my new baby racehorse got here, I told all my friends that they could come and see her. And now that she's here, I just want to go spend time with her alone. But seems somebody always wants to go. And now (laughs) I'm a big baby horse tour guide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Try to get child too. I say the same same. Adrian says, I have really been working with my mare on cantering and she's finally fit and balanced enough to canter and one, one more than one lap in each direction on the correct lead. And yesterday we did five laps each way, but now my abs are killing me and I'm the one who needs to improve my fitness, but it's Christmas and I love baking (laughs) and eating, uh, uh, baking and eating. Yeah. I like both. True. Uh, This is a really good one. Carrie. (laughs) Carrie, I was using my Pivo 
to film my dressage lesson today and someone put a bottle of champagne right in front of the camera just as we had the best <laughs> can of the lesson so I didn't get on camera. I want to know what barn are you at where people are drinking champagne while we're all riding? Yeah, in the middle like, of the day. Yeah, we want to I <laughs> want to go to there. <laughs> um, Jane says... I asked my mom for a gift card to Smart Pack for Christmas, and instead she got me a gift card to Target. What? That's a long way from Smart Pack. That is, um, yeah. That's ter- like, that's I'd be like, one of those moms. Be- we've had this discussion before. It's one of those moms that knows one day you'll get over this horse thing, and they're trying to encourage <laughs> you to. Here's what you do, Jane, is you go to Target and you buy a pack of freaking gum, and then you get change back from your gift card. Do they do that? No, they don't do that. Damn it. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> See, I don't or get a lot you of could re-gift cards. it to somebody that really wants a Target gift card. Or you could buy I mean, a vacuum to clean out your car, which I know is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good purchase. Um, and Lily says, why do indoor arenas have to be so expensive? And she says, I know why. I'm just going to whine. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's saying that right about now. Lives in the North expecting a foot of snow this week. Oh, yeah. Celeste says, a good friend has invited us to come spend the week between Christmas and New Year's with him for free at his family's Gatlinburg cabin. But this means I won't be able to ride for a whole week. Girl, I can't vacation more than three days. I need to give home (laughs) the same way. Uh, Kara says, I really wanted to go riding this weekend. This is the last one. And then I'm going to talk. Uh, Kara says, I really wanted to go riding this weekend, but it was a blistery cold and my heated vest won't be here until Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) You have one of those, don't you? Okay. Joy Hills, my retired racehorse radio co-host mentioned a heated vest. And I was like, I'm sorry. What is that? It is a vest. What's the, oh, oh, how does it, O-R-O-R, Aurora or something? Or row, row, <laughs> or row, row. Okay, so anyway, it's in a, it's a, it's in a piece of equipment that she recommended. And there's a button on your chest, and you hit the button, and then it heats up, and it's bad. Like you charge it into the wall. Like when you get done for the day, like plug it in like you do your cell phone, and the vest freaking heats up, Glenn, and and it heats your chest and your back, and then there's like you know the part that goes around your neck, like the the collar that's heated too. And so you have this like warm collar around your neck and guess what else is heated? The freaking pockets, Glenn, the <laughs> pockets are heated. What is this black magic? I don't know. It's amazing. And it was, does a it gift. last all day? All day, 10 hours. It goes 10 hours. Is there, is there a big heavy battery pack in it someplace? It's like the size of a wallet that's in your pocket. Oh, it's in your and, oh. and it's inside pocket, so you don't even feel it. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't know. I think these people. I. I don't know when I. So I bought one for Nelda. Where were these when we were working outside in the freaking cold right? all the time, living in Massachusetts? <laughs> first world problem, Glenn. Here's my equestrian first world problem: is this morning, you know, it snowed yesterday here. It is blistery cold. It's like twelve degrees outside right now. Okay, so I go out and I'm trying to feed. And I've got my uh, heated vest on and my winter breeches from uh, what, what, where, where did I get these winter breeches from? They're like the greatest things ever. I don't know. God, I'll think of it in a second. No. Oh. Um, sticky seat. Sticky, sticky seat. seat. Yep. Is that it? Stickyseat.com. Oh my God. They, they, again. 
And these are not paid commercials, people. Are not not <laughs> sponsors, okay? StickySeat.com, greatest winter breeches of all time. People even, they say ski in them, okay? They're amazing. So I'm in my sticky seats and my Aurora heated vest and my big Carhartt coat on top of that. And I've got my beanie on. And Glenn, I was freaking sweating, okay? <laughs> I was so Probably hot. the coat on top was it. It is Overkill. 12 degrees outside, Glenn, and I was sweating, okay? <laughs> so that was my first world problem. It's like, oh, my God, it's so hot. Uh, but there are three different. You can put your vest in hot, medium, or warm. You know, like, there's three different heat cycles. Really so I was like, oh, my God. I wonder if those work. Down. I yes, they work really works. well. <laughs> but I, 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 there's so many, like, weird Facebook advertisements about it. And now um, you're all going to get them because Alexa, heated vest. See, now you're going to get all of the advertisements and um, just know that that's a really good brand. I had to message because there's all these like crazy you know, brands, it but uh, it was, it's like, it's like 200 bucks regular price. However, on Cyber Monday, I got it for 120. So I sent one to Nelda I, at Horse and Hound. I took one up for her for Christmas and she's like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. She's like, no, this is really nice. Thank you so much. And I was like, no, you will understand what you wear it. Like you're like nice. Thank you is fine. But like, you don't get it <laughs> next day. I get a text. Oh my God, this thing's amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> I'm on the, That's the react I was looking for. I'm on their website. R O R O R O O R O R O is how you spell it. I love, I love their pictures because it shows the heated parts. Like it, it shows you the vest, but then it, uh, you know, it does an overlay of where the heated parts are, and it's right over your boobs. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. My <laughs> nips don't get cold. And you know how we like it's to just cut glasses. This picture's funny things. because it's, it's very cool. obvious, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And so they have the vests, and then they also have gloves and socks. And I, Abby really wanted to buy the socks. And I'm like, you can't spend $100 on socks. Is that what they are? <laughs> yeah, the socks are like 100 bucks. But again, it's not that cold here for me. Like, I'll just put my Haymaker boots on, which are amazing. Um, yeah, they're regular $199. Yeah, and so, but it was like on Cyber Monday, so just sign up for sales. But I will tell you that when I paid for it on PayPal, I got a receipt back, and the receipt on PayPal was like, you just paid $120 to string of Chinese symbols. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just so you know, that's not (laughs) (laughs) American-made for those who only shop that way. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. So if you are guys are cold, I recommend that. Ask for it for Christmas. And now we've, uh, we're, we're done with the question first of all problems because we run out of time. And I know you have yes. a lot more. But if you're looking for an affordable saddle gift this year that will cost you probably less than the vest and one that will last a lifetime, then consider one of the many styles of Wintec saddle. Wintec has always made riding easy and comfortable. They combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof, and easy-care saddles. With the easy-change gullet system, this saddle will fit almost any horse, and that's why it's used by almost every riding uh, farm and program in the country. The saddle is light, tacking up is simple and easy, and cleanup is a matter of throwing it over a fence and hosing it down. Dressage, jumping, all-purpose, and many more. Check out all the styles at WinTechSaddles.us or at your local retailer. They almost all carry WinTech saddles, but there's like 100 different models to choose from, so you'll find something that fits your needs. Well, Dan, Dan, uh, we were just talking to you off the air. Tell everybody where you are and why. So I'm sitting in this rental car and I won't say what kind it is because like 
it sucks, man. Like, it's just like, first of all, kind of like the worst rental car ever because I have three small children and it's apparently a standard size sedan for like small people, apparently, and like smaller than my five year old twins and eight year old because we can't all fit in here. So, uh, it's fortunately, you don't have uh, all car seats, but booster seats and not enough. right. Right. And so the reason I'm sitting here is because a couple of weeks ago, my truck got rear ended actually on the way to school with my kids, which we're now doing, bear in mind again, because of the fire and we don't live in the district anymore. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to say like, didn't your house just like burn down? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm driving the kids the half hour to school, which I now do every day, which I won't complain because at least they're in school and not being Are you going to just is like, take 2020 off your calendar totally as a memory I, and take everything you know, off of Facebook from 2020? All, all of it off. Blocking off all, yeah, blocking out all of it. God, you, oh my gosh, for anybody who thinks they had a bad year, you go spend a week with Deanne. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deanne and Glenn, let's be fair. You've both had pretty terrible years. My yeah. year's been amazing. <laughs> Comparatively. Um, well, let's, let's just take it... Deanne, you know, you usually spoiler alert you give us a bunch of links about things you want to talk about that are on horsenation.com and um but today you did not uh all it says is sorry busy weekend now we know why i don't have a link (laughs) but ask me about the latest way my horse tried to kill herself and how we ended up with two christmas trees (laughs) those things are so unrelated to each other i would think so let's start with your horse trying to kill herself. Okay, so they are actually very unrelated, but one is a less than funny story unless you put it in the perspective of 2020 and then it's just like one more thing to add to the pile. And then the other is actually funny. Um, and then I'm just not together enough to send you links. So that's the email you got. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> the honesty. Um, so yeah, so last, all, it's actually now almost been two weeks now that I think about it. I haven't talked to you guys for a couple weeks. Um, it was like a Tuesday. There's a 16-year-old girl who feeds one or two days a week. Normally, she feeds Wednesdays. I had swapped with her for Tuesday so that, I don't know, the farrier the, the farrier was coming. Something. I don't know. And I hold for the farrier. So I get a phone call on Tuesday that's like, hey, I think you need to come to the barn and maybe call the vet. Max's leg is cut. And I have to say that, first and foremost, that this 16-year-old girl is more with it than most adults i've ever like most people right like she's a very mature 16 but you know how it goes like sometimes people are like oh my god the horse is bleeding like the vet has to be called and you're like whatever like wipe it off move on shake (laughs) Um, it off yeah it's fine so i'm like well send me a picture and she's like i don't think i can there's a lot of blood i'm like i'm on my way i'll call the vet but like send me a picture now bear in mind i'm like 40 minutes away from the barn i've got three kids at home that i've got to drop somewhere before i come to like deal with what i think is probably just like a scratch that just needs to be like scrubbed right okay um so as i'm shuffling and everything else i get this picture and you know how like when you're not 100 focused on something your brain doesn't process what you're seeing right away Okay. So I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, why is there a wire sticking out of my horse's leg? Like what, what the heck is this? I look closer. It's not a wire. It is that she has severed an artery (gasps) and it is the spurt of blood out of her leg. And happy breakfast, everybody. Right. (laughs) Good morning. Um, But so And again, like it's taking me a minute because I'm trying to get the kids out of the house. Like I'm trying to call the vet, all the things. And I'm like, 
oh no. <laughs> so I like call this poor girl. I'm like, get a pressure wrap on this now. And fortunately, she had already been putting How pressure old on is it. She? she 16. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> she had already <laughs> putting pressure on it like she just took the pressure off to take a picture for me because I was like no I need a picture (laughs) and so she like I was like here's where my quilt wraps are like here's where my vet wrap is like I don't I don't care how tight it is I don't care about it just get pressure on it and um and so and like the barn manager I send her the picture she she's calling this girl and she's like and here are where my standing bandages are, you know, here are where the hemostats are. <laughs> and like, So, yeah, so my horse severed an artery. And the, like, weirdest part about this is it's on the inside of her front right knee. Well, like, above the knee, right? So, like, she didn't do it in the pasture because had she come in that way, it was a day that we had snow. Um, the girl would have known because there was a lot of blood because artery pumping blood. Um, like the snow would have been painted. The girl would have been painted. My horse did it in her stall, the same stall she's had the entire time I've had her on the inside of her knee. I cannot figure out the like biomechanics of how this happened. How do they fix that? Well, um, so in, in like a series of fortunate events, the vet who serves, you know, as vets do, a fairly large area, was actually like 15 minutes away on a fluke and not with a client. So when I called her, she was like, hey, I'm coming down across this bridge. Am I headed to your place? And I'm like, absolutely, you are. (laughs) Um, So normally the vet would get here and like put hemostats on it and like, I don't know, then do things vets do. Um, That's as far as my medical knowledge goes, right? Clamp it and call somebody else. (laughs) Um, And... But my horse, who is not known for being overly stoic when injured, um, couldn't get a hemostat near her leg despite three hits of sedation. Um, so basically lots of pressure. Wow. And, and we're fortunate. With an artery, it, it just stops? Well, we're fortunate that it was a small artery. Hmm. Like, right, had it been the back leg, like that would have been a really big deal. Um, I don't know. The, and like, by the amount of blood, it sounded like a big deal anyway. <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And I asked the vet, I was like, so what if this had been in the pasture? <laughs> and like the way our horses are, like we're not, we don't have people here 24-7. Somebody feeds two times a day. Um, the big feed, all the horses come in, their stalls, get their breakfast or dinner, depending on the time, go back out. So Uh, basically your horses have all day to try to kill themselves. And then you have the, you're like Sherlock Holmes and night trying to figure out how did you try to kill yourself today? My horse has 23 hours a day to try to kill herself outside. And she did it in the one hour that she was in. Damn good. She did. You would have been. Uh, Right. I asked the vet and the vet goes, well, the cold worked in your favor because the artery was retracting a little, but like, had it been summer, you basically would have come out to like, dead horse in the field with a lot of blood oh my goodness yeah well, that's terrible let's talk about something yeah different. let's yeah. talk about no, christmas tree. Now she's on stall rest again and life is super fun and i try not to die on a regular basis <laughs> and that's the ends 2020 continuing let's do let's end on a happy note two christmas trees that sounds pleasant 
<laughs> so yeah so and glenn i even have an email queued up with pictures of this so oh, you good, can good. truly appreciate not the not the wound the christmas trees by okay the way. good yeah that's just uh, i wasn't gonna uh, open like, the email <laughs> no, i'm sending it to you whatever you need to do with it go ahead but it's being sent um perhaps and so yeah so we're in because the house caught on fire in june we're still displaced but the cool thing about the house we're in is it has like these really tall cathedral ceilings in the great room. They're like 40 feet tall. So I'm like, you know what? I want a big Christmas tree this year. Like I want, I want a big one. So I go and I, I, I mean, it's probably only, it was probably only 10 or 12 feet. Like it wasn't like 20 feet, but either way I'm, I'm going big. Cause I, you know, we have in our house, normally we have like eight ish foot ceilings and you know, so I have to have a tree that, that represents that. Okay, fast forward. How you know, did you get two trees? Well, so <laughs> I mostly underestimated the door to tree ratio. <laughs> there it is. Um, I'm looking at I, the like, picture. <laughs> yeah. The tree's about eight feet wide and the door's about three feet wide. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, the branches fold up. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not on this blue spruce. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, so, that tree's outside now. That tree's on the deck, and yeah. I got a like, reasonably sized Christmas tree that's now in the corner. It's huge, Jamie. It's huge. When you see it in relation to the door, it's huge. <laughs> I can't like, wait well, to that's see it. kind of why I sent you the picture. Like, it's not horse related, but I just feel like it's really worth seeing. <laughs> You're that girl. Everybody's been that girl. You know, it depends you know, on what. I haven't got to play this in so long. I don't want to be that girl. <laughs> Congratulations, you are joined the club. (laughs) Well, I hope, I think you, you know, what your friend recommended was you just start drinking for the rest of the year. I I second that. I think right now (laughs) with what you've been through this year and now this latest artery busting thing, God, you just need to drink for the rest of the year. Yeah, right. Right. Just wrap the kids in bubble wrap, wrap the house in bubble wrap, wrap you in bubble wrap, wrap the horse in bubble wrap, and just bounce around for the rest of the year. (laughs) And just have that be the end of 2020. Yes. Well, Deanne, I give you a big virtual hug here. Uh, I love you guys tons, and and thank you for sharing, and I'm so glad. I mean, everything that's happened to you, you know, I know we're cussing 2020. Everything that's happened to you could be so much worse. So, like, truly, it is a matter of perspective. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not trying to get all cheesy because I'm like, not that person. I'm not like the person who signs my emails, like blessed, but (laughs) but, like, you know, dude, we're all still here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we're glad you're still here and thank you so much for joining us this year uh, and keeping on joining us, even though you've had all these issues. It's, it's been, uh, it's been interesting having you on this year. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I usually have a good story for you. You do. You know, we always said if you live a boring life, you're a terrible uh, podcast host. And fortunately, right. I have 30 hosts that live very interesting lives. <laughs> Thanks, Deanne. Yep, Forcenation.com. <laughs> All right. Bye. My God, girl. Jeez. Oh, I'm she glad does. I've never had an artery. I would just pass out. Oh, I had a horse. My... my ch- 
childhood horse cut an artery on the back of his pastern and, and been on a hind leg. And it was like, this is like shooting blood across it with every heartbeat. <laughs> and so I had an emergency call, you know, I had no money. I was like 17, eight, nine, 18, uh, living on my own. I had to call vets from emergency. They had to like lay him down and stitch it up. And it was a big mess, big oh. mess. So yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Okay. Now to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, Glenn. Hopefully it's a good one. And um, hang post out, the uh, picture. Hang out, auditors. We'll talk, talk for a couple of minutes anyway. Um, but I thought we'd end the day uh, with a Christmas song. And after that story, we need one. So I'm going to end the day with Bryn Hill. And he has one called, and we haven't played it this year, called Christmas for Cowboys. So let's end the day with that. And after that, we'll be back with the auditors. Spay, neuter, and geld. Tall in the saddle, we spend Christmas Day Driving cattle over snow-covered plains All of the good gifts are given today Ours is the sky, the wide open Campfire for warmth, we stop for the night. Stars overhead, our Christmas tree lights. The wind sings a hymn as we bow down to pray. Christmas for cowboys and wide open plains. In the city, they have different ways Football and eggnog and Christmas parades I'll take the blanket, I'll take the reins Christmas for cowboys and wide open Is the sky and the wide open.